I want to add my Merry Christmas to the others that have been given. I love this service. I love to come early, and I've been able to see folks that we get to see once a year, grandparents, parents, aunts, uncles, cousins, people from far away, people from around Mississippi that are related to to folks, and I've met some folks I've never met before. It's just great to share Christmas Eve with you and the children. Just the wide-eyed wonder, the joy of what this night is, and may God bless you and your families. And I'd like to, uh, I'd like to talk about something tonight from the, the Christmas reading that we read earlier that really matters to us. And it, and it is this notion of fulfillment in our lives. And so let's pray and then we'll open God's word. Oh Lord, thank you for this beautiful and bright evening. Thank you for the families represented here. And we pray that you would give us something of your fulfillment, even through your word tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Fulfillment is uh, definitely something that, that people like to think about, they like to talk about. Um, people often will say that kind of complaining, they'll say, I, I just don't feel fulfilled. And, you know, there's just different ways to talk about this notion of fulfillment. Barnes and Noble has several sections, uh, that are written basically around the idea of, of fulfillment for our lives and, and how do you find that and what does it mean? Well, how do you find that and what does it mean? Well, I've got some good news for you tonight. Christmas is about fulfillment. And just two things really quickly tonight. It's about the fulfillment of God's promises that turns out to be the key to our fulfillment. The fulfillment of God's promises that turns out to be the key to our own personal Fulfillment. And so I read Matthew 1, 22 and 23. It's just right there in your bulletin in the middle of that reading. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. This is about the fulfillment of God's promises. And, and one of those promises and, and prophecies, there are so many, we've been looking at Christmas according to Isaiah and just looking at all the prophecies about the Messiah. But one of them is tucked away in the middle of Isaiah chapter 7, it's Isaiah 7.14, and you'll recognize it immediately because we, we read it earlier tonight. Isaiah 7.14 says, The virgin shall conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Emmanuel. So in the Christmas story in Matthew, it is the, the promise, the prophecy that's being quoted from, from Isaiah uh, 7.14. Now, Joseph was so excited about his upcoming wedding to the love of his life, a younger girl named Mary, 
And um, he was really excited until she told him she was pregnant. And how that must have just, just crushed his heart and kind of shattered his whole world and kind of thrown everything out of joint and and the holy spirit made me pregnant evidently was not an acceptable explanation for joseph as mary told him this so we we read in the passage that joseph being a a righteous man joseph was going to break his engagement his betrothal quietly and um, many of you know this, but like engagement back then wasn't the way it is now. Betrothal was such a strong commitment, it required a legal divorce. And he did love her. And we know that because it said he wanted to divorce her quietly so that he would not expose her to public condemnation. But it was over, Clover. It was over. It was over, that is, until Joseph had a dream. And then it was not over. And so, listen again to a few of these verses in this Christmas story. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother, Mary, had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she she was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. And her husband, Joseph, being a man, a just man, and unwilling to put her to public shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary home as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is... From the Holy Spirit. This was not over. This was fulfillment. All this took place to fulfill what the prophet had said. Behold a virgin shall conceive. And give birth to a son. And you shall call his name Emmanuel. Which means God with us. You know, the, a lot of the prophecies about Christ actually kind of have a, a dual truth about them. Uh, part of it has to do with, with what was going on at that time and how God was answering an issue at that time. And then a part of it is how God answers the larger issue through His Son, through the Messiah. And the meaning of the prophecy at that time, I won't go into it, but it, it kind of had to do with uh, the fact that, that the house of Judah, the kingdom of Judah, which had the king that was, you know, from the lineage of David always, the house of Judah was under threat by the Assyrians and, and a couple more countries. And um, the king at that time kind of decided to trust in his own ability to get liaisons with other countries and but but god said nevertheless i will give you a sign i'm not sure that ahaz even wanted a sign didn't seem that he did but but here was the sign you know this is the sign in isaiah 7:14. it's the prophecy the sign of emmanuel 
And what's being promised is that the Lord had not forgotten the house of David and Judah and the kingship, nor would the the Lord ever forget the house of David, the sign of Emmanuel. But it's true fulfillment. This sign was not really seen, if you will. It was not truly fulfilled until that that earth-changing moment in a stable in Bethlehem when Emmanuel, God with us, was born and a little baby reached out his, his arms and a little baby cried with his first breath being outside of the warmth of his mother's womb and, and God was born God with us as a baby into a hostile world. The sign of Emmanuel, God with us. So the, the first thing about fulfillment is that this is about the fulfillment of God's promises. Secondly, that turns out to be the key to our own fulfillment. You want to know what fulfillment is? It's about this. The one who is born in Bethlehem can give us what nobody else can give us. That's the bottom line about fulfillment. Nobody else can give us what this child can give us. And I go back to the text from Matthew. Joseph, you shall call his name Jesus. Literally means God saves You shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. And then, and they shall call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Put it together. This child is the one and only God who saves us to be with us. God has saved us to be with us. You know, the idea of God with us, I want you to go all the way back to the book of Genesis because that's the first time we we see God and, and man hanging out together. You know, God and Adam walked together in the cool of the day every day because man was made to be with God. And this is the key to human fulfillment. Before there was ever a woman made, before there was anything else, there was God, there was a man, and there was God, and and there was with. God has made us to be all about with. Fulfillment's about the word with. A, A relationship, a loving relationship with God the Creator and relationships with others. You see, we are most fulfilled when we are with. Boy, this is a great night to talk about with. Because we got people from all over the country that came here to be with. 
That's one of the reasons there's such joy at this season is with. You know, through Jesus, I mean, what happens? God takes the sin and demolishes the sin that, that is the barrier that, that, that broke the relationship, initial relationship with God. And, and through Jesus, God puts the Garden of Eden back into our hearts. Because we're reconciled to God. And now we walk with Him, not in the cool of the day. We walk with Him every moment of every day. If we would acknowledge that, if we've put our trust in, in His Son, um, God has, has reconciled us to be with God. So without the birth of God with us, there's no with. Between us and God. I mean, really, you know, I I don't know tonight what your view of God is. But if your view of God is just some, some distant and demanding deity. That somehow our job is to, is to kind of try to impress him. To get him to love us. So we might have a relationship with him. To appease him, to keep him from being angry with us. That's, that's the way a lot of people see God. And they see God like that all over the world. But you know, this thing called the gospel is different. Wonderfully different. God came to be with us so we could be with God. This is the game changer. It's the restoration of with. It's the restoration of what real fulfillment is. Emmanuel is a word, therefore, that, that talks about real personal fulfillment that has to do with salvation. But you know, Emmanuel is also a word about the fulfillment that comes in these relationships with God and with others and, and an ongoing and growing understanding and experience of this fulfillment in our everyday lives. It matters to have Emmanuel, God with us, in our life. I got a newsletter a few weeks ago. Uh, Preachers get truckloads of newsletters. And if I told you I read every one of them, I would be lying to you. I try to read most of them. And sometimes, some of the ones I don't read, honestly, I've put to the side and I just didn't get back to them. So... If you sent me a newsletter, don't ask me, okay? But uh, I got a newsletter, and, I, and I, I always like reading Steve Froelich's newsletter. Steve Froelich, many of y'all know him. Uh, we've supported him as a, he went and planted a church in Ithaca, New York, years ago. Uh, was on staff at Highlands uh, many, many years ago. And uh, those of us that know Steve, we just, we just love Steve. And, and uh, Steve's really fun, and his newsletters are great. So I always can't wait to read Steve's newsletter. And, and I read this and I immediately marked it down to talk about, to, to share a little bit with you tonight. I said, that's going in. And so may I read a few sentences from Steve's newsletter about fulfillment, really. The early church father, Irenaeus, this is Steve talking, not me. The early church father, Irenaeus, said, quote, a very famous quote, The glory of God is a human being fully alive. 
That's worth being a famous quote. Let me say it again. The glory of God is a human being fully alive. I continue with Steve's words. Each of us longs to be alive, to be complete, to be whole, to be fulfilled by our Savior and God. And yet we sell our souls to every idol that promises fulfillment, promises to be a Savior to us, but they never fulfill us. And y'all do, y'all do know that, right? You know that experientially. There's, there's never enough. There's never enough money. There's never enough money, sex, and power. Those are the three things. Whatever it is that you think, this is going to be the thing that just, you know, clicks the button in my life and I'll be fulfilled. It never works. And you know it because you've tried it and that one didn't work. And you tried another one. You got on to this hobby and it didn't work. And now you got another hobby and you traded in that car because it's old now. And, you know, it just doesn't work. They never fulfill us. Back to Steve's words. We are always left having to go after more and more. But God is the one, and I like this turn of phrase. God is the one who made us in his image. Who made us like himself and then made himself like us. That we might be fully human again. Did you catch that? We're made in the image of God. Made us like him. And then there's this, then there's this being cut off. By sin, there's the lack of with where God then became like us to create this with. And so there, you you look at the manger tonight with me in your mind's eye. There's so much fulfillment in that stable, in that little manger, in that child. Fulfillment of promise and real fulfillment for our lives. But finally, I'd like to to end with a another kind of note for y'all to think about as you go home and whatever your Christmas tradition is, we get to open one present tonight, only one, and then we can open all tomorrow. And if y'all don't allow anybody to open any presents, bah humbug to you. <laughs> but yeah. Whatever your traditions are, I'm not criticizing, I'm just saying. But maybe something to think about as we uh, go and, and do those things together. Emmanuel is a word of salvation and intimacy with God. It is a, a word of, of personal fulfillment. But it's also a word of hope. God is with us, dear folks. That means he'll always be with us. That means no matter what is going on in our lives, if you've got him through the Son, God is with you. With, in fact, is what heaven's about. And I want to read uh, what, a little bit of what Billy read to you this morning, and I appreciated that so much, Billy. That uh, our eternal future is about with. That's the main thing that makes heaven is with. It's not golden streets. It's not crystal seas. It's with. It's ultimate fulfillment. Because fulfillment is with. Revelation 21.3 And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, 
God's dwelling place is now among men. And He will, listen to this, dwell. He will live with them. And they will be His people. And God Himself will be with them and be their God. It all has to do, however, with that moment that with was born in Bethlehem. So remember these words from the Christmas story this year. They are the key to your fulfillment. All of this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means, say it, God with us. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for God with us. Thank you for with. Thank you that we don't have to go it alone. We don't have to scratch out some hard scrabble fulfillment that never fulfills. But you, you get to change us from the inside out. And Lord, you get to bring us back when we move away from that fulfillment. And you love your people. And Lord, we pray that you would just open up this notion of Emmanuel to this group of people. Whether it's someone that might be considering who Christ is and whether they would want all that Christ has done and have Christ in their lives, that you would give them a hunger to invite Christ in. Or Lord, whether it's somebody that's walked with you and, and yet just needs to be reminded of this profound with. Lord, thank you that we get to celebrate Christmas every year because you came for us to be with us that we might be with you. In Jesus' name, amen.